Well, hello everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where we are. Well, we're in this series called Power to Change. And in the last few days, we've been talking about all the reasons that we need to change those things that we are caught in poor habits and maybe we want to make different to those things that happen to us that are out of our control and we have to make changes to accommodate the things that happen to us or the dreams we have in our life that will demand change in our life. Uh, It's just a matter of fact that change is upon us all of the time. I was only thinking the other day, I was with my son and uh, I still remember when I was younger, coming from a family of uh, having four daughters and a son, and I was kind of the strongest in the family. And when it came to lifting things or opening jars or doing things like that, it always came to dad. Well, I still remember the day my son, I went to pick something up and he said, hey, stand out of the way, dad. He was about 16, 17 years old and he picked it up and he was stronger than me. And uh, things change in our lives all of the time. And we can all think of many reasons when that's occurred. Well, How do we bring about change when we're really not sure sometimes of the steps that we need to take? Keeping in mind that change is a spiritual thing. Change, another way of saying it is, is a way that we move to holiness. It's moving towards holiness, being the person God calls us to be. I want to read to you a passage of scripture that I read often. I read it only a little while ago as part of a daily devotional to help us in our prayer. But I looked at something different. Today I want to read it again. But as we know, the Bible keeps speaking. It's a living book. And so let's go to Luke's Gospel, chapter 17, and we're going to read in it from verse 11. So Luke 17, verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Well, often when we read this passage of scripture, and I remember reading it when I was much younger, the focus is always on that aspect of gratitude, giving gratitude to God for what he's done. Giving gratitude to God for what he's done. And that is certainly a meaning that we can get from it and and that we can pray through. But there's another aspect to this that I think is a principle that is certainly very true and that I've discovered is true uh, in my life. And it's this. Have a look at it again. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, 10 lepers approached him. Now, lepers were people who had some form of skin disease. It was often called leprosy, but scholars tell us it it incorporated other kind of infectious diseases that were to do with the skin. 
and because they didn't have kind of the medications that we have today, what often would happen is that these people would be sent outside the village. They were not allowed in the village because they could cause other people to be, uh, to be ill. And so imagine in those days when they don't have the medications and the medical treatment that we do today, that the way of handling it was to isolate people, to banish them. So here were these people that had been banished. And as he entered the, a village, 10 lepers approached him, keeping their distance. And they called out saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. In other words, what they said to Jesus was, Jesus, we've, we know of your reputation. We know of your, the healings that you've done. Have mercy on us. In other words, turn your face and turn your attention to us. See us. See us. And when he saw them, because that's the next line, it says, and when he saw them, he saw them, uh, he said to them, go and show yourself to the priests. And, and, and the reason he said, go and show yourselves to the priests is that the priests effectively were like the gatekeepers into society who determined what was clean and what was unclean, determined who was banished and who was not banished. And this was dictated through the law. And so when you were cured in some way, or you made to need to make reparation for something that had, that had happened or you had done, it was the priests that you went to. And so Jesus follows the law. Remember, Jesus said, I came to fulfill the law, not diminish the law. And he says, go and show yourself to the priests. And it says, and as they went, they were made clean. And as they went, they were made clean. So here's the, here's the thing to see here, is that the lepers cry out to Jesus. They say to Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us. And they're saying, would you heal us? We want, to, we want inclusion back into society. We don't want to be on the outs, outskirts of society, away from family, away from friends, away from everybody. We don't want to be banished. Have mercy on us. Fix us. So Jesus says, well, go and show yourselves to the priests, which is the, they were the gatekeepers to come back in. And it says, and as they went, they were made clean. In other words, when Jesus was speaking to them, when Jesus was telling them what to do, they still had in the outward forms of their body, the illness, the disease, this contagious disease that infected people, they still could see the evidence of it within them. Now, leprosy, in the full sense of it, is a, was a terribly severe disease. In that, in that parts of your body, nose, ears, fingers, toes, would, would, uh, would fall off literally, would become diseased and fall off. And, and, if you, and, and as I understand leprosy, is that it was something that you could become infected with and sometimes quite easily. And so, so here they were banished. And so here they are still having the evidence of the disease. And Jesus says to them, Go, go and show yourself to the priests. Now, they would have probably looked at themselves and go, well, look at me, I'm still, I still have it all. But Jesus says, no, 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 go. See, it's in the step of faith. It's in the walking of faith. It's in going in the direction of that which we meant to go, which is where the healing is. 
and where the step of faith is. Scripture tells us that we're called to walk by faith and not by sight. And the sight means that we see, and sight is often logical. Sight means they're the steps you take. But to walk in faith means I know what the result is meant to be. I don't see it yet. I know the direction I'm meant to go, but I don't see it yet. And so, and so, and so what Jesus is saying, whilst you still, still don't see, walk in the direction I'm calling you to walk. I heard a talk once by a Christian leader and he said, you know, the church is very clear in its teaching about, about uh, living together before you're married. And he said, there are some of you listening to me today. And he said, you're living together and you're not married. He said, make a decision today to go home and to get your cases out and to pack up and to move apart until you put yourself into the right place before God. And he said, and along the way, you will receive power. Confronting, hey. There are some of you who've got dreams in your life for a business that you were always meant to do. And you think to yourself, how do I get from the security of where I am to there? And sometimes what we have to do is we have to go and do everything. And we walk in the direction of which we want to go, even though sometimes the outward circumstance are not there. There are some of us who have dreams in our hearts about the kind of things that we want to do, the kind of places that we want to go. And, and, and what we have to do is, in life, what we have to do is we have to walk in the direction of that which God calls us to be, even when... Sometimes we don't know how, we don't have the resources that we require. For some people, retirement's like that, isn't it? We come to the end of our working life, and for some reason we know we need to transition. We still feel young, healthy, energetic, and yet there's a transition point to another place. It could be to a place of nothingness, and, and that may be okay if that's what God is asking of you. Or it could be a transition to another place where God wants to do something else within you. And so stepping and walking in the direction of what God is asking of you becomes, clear, becomes paramount in your life. And so today, so today, where in your life do you need to walk in the direction that God is calling you? I've just recorded this. And for many of you who will be listening to it, when you're listening to it, I am on a plane right now and I am flying to the United States. And as I've shared in the last few days, I want to share the gospel with more people. What I do know is that if I want to share the gospel in more countries around the world, in more places around the world, I know that from experience in the United States is one place that it takes it to the whole world. But I don't have people to meet. I don't have places to go, even though in every state of the United States, there are lots of people that watch these daily devotionals. There are lots of people who donate in, we have donat donors in every state of the United States. But I don't really know many people there. But I do sense our team sense, Rosemary sense, our Archbishop sense, that the United States is the place to proclaim the gospel for because it will affect more people here and all over the world. And so I am walking by faith and not by sight. This teaching is coming right out of my life right now. And so I bought a ticket, bought a hotel. I've, I've, I've sent a letter to people to say, hey, I'm coming. 
And then I will sit and I will wait for the Holy Spirit to come and to connect me to the women and men that God wants me to connect to so that we can share the gospel more up to people that across the United States and from there all over the world. Want to know something? I have learned that the greatest miracles of my life have come when I've walked before I've had detail. And there are some of you today, you are listening because what you need to hear is God wants you to walk in the direction of the fulfillment of what he's asked of you, in the direction of your healing, the direction of your wholeness before you have the detail. Now, if we go back to our passage of scripture from Philippians, um, and, in, and in Philippians it says that verse for this entire, uh, this entire series from Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, it says this, I'm confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul writes to them, he says, I'm sure that what God planned for you, he's going to bring to completion. For me, I think the Lord has asked me to proclaim the gospel all over the world. The best place to do that from uh, is in the United States because that will go all over the world. Someone wrote to me this morning from the United Kingdom and said, well, I come there. Well, interestingly, we're just releasing a brochure there. Uh, and so, and so, you know, I'm going to walk in the direction of what God has said to me and God will bring it to pass. I won't have to bring it to pass. All I have to do is walk without knowing what the steps are. I just have to step into the dark. That's what faith is, friends. And there are some of you, whether it be your marriage, some of you are in a poor place from a marriage point of view. Some of you have got to make the step towards your, your spouse. Some of you have to make the step towards forgiveness, even though you've been terribly hurt. Some of you've got to make the step of faith into the distance towards your children. Some of you've got to make the step of faith to say, I will let go being worried about my children and trust them into the hands of God. There are people, there, there are people listening right now. God is calling you to take the step. And it is where the, the power to change is in the step of trust in God. You can be that person right now. You can experience the presence of God exactly where you are. Step in his direction. Make sure you hide the scriptures. You can't carry your Bible everywhere. It's a bit big. But you can hide the scriptures within you so the Holy Spirit can keep bringing up in your heart. Well, I've released a series of, of uh, uh, e-books. And these e-books have been, I've called them stories you never knew. And I've released a whole number of them. And keep in mind, an e-book is not a physical book. You, uh, it, it'll come out as a physical book in time. But for now, it's an e-book that, it's a book that we email to people. And I, and our staff just said to me, you know, you've just written one. It's just been released called Walking in Faith. Walking in Faith. And it's on this passage of scripture. And I'm, I'm going to give it to, to people who support the ministry to help me proclaim the gospel, to help me go to America, to share in, across the United States with more people. Those who, who help contribute financially to this, I'm just going to send it to you as my gift to say thank you. Uh, walking in faith, that's what we're called to do. And there are many of you who need to do that. If you want to help me walk in faith, to have no idea how it's going to work, if you want to help me walk in faith, I want to do it in front of you because I don't want to just tell the story afterwards. I want you to see along the way that when I tell the miracles of what's about to happen because of the steps, that your faith will be built because faith is built by God. 
So if you want to help me do that, you can go to, go to the gift tab or you can go to this address and I'll send you this, this short book, this ebook uh, by email uh, out of the series Stories You Thought You Knew called Walking in Faith. Hey, come on, everybody. God is saying something to you. God's saying something to you. Maybe God is saying, rest in me. Sit in me. I'm with you right now. Loving Father, we just give you thanks and we give you praise because you're so abundantly good. Bless us today and allow us to walk in the direction of your calling for each of us. That's what it is to be holy. Allow us to step into the dark. Allow allow us, Lord, to step in the direction of your voice, even though we may not have the detail. And Lord, I thank you for what you're about to do in my life. I thank you for the miracles that I know in advance that I will see and experience and be able to tell of. Because Lord, I'm going to walk in the direction you asked me to walk. Lord, that's what you're asking all of us. Father, I ask all of this in the name of Jesus, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, God bless you all, everybody. Love to send you that book, uh, Walking in Faith. It's an e-book. God bless you. See you tomorrow. And don't forget wherever you are. God is never far from you.